to a Healing Peace podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. We have a treat for you. We ask the question, how do women respond when life or people hurt us? The remainder of this podcast is on this subject. Also, just for our podcast listeners, we are providing an assessment that identifies where you are in dealing with emotional hurt. After you listen, give us a podcast review. Take a picture of it and email it to free at ahealingpeace.com with the subject review. Once we receive your email, we will send you a link for the assessment. Let's get started. Welcome back. This is our third installment of exploring women's responses when people or life experiences hurt us. Our first episode, we discussed shutting down, which was the number one response. We then looked at self-doubt. If you haven't listened to those episodes, feel free to go back. It's worth catching up. As we move forward, we are tied for the third top response. As I stated before, we're just going to go through these responses and just have a good time of talking about who we are when we have been hurt. Well, the number three tied response is we hurt those that hurt us. Hurting those that hurt us is pretty self-explanatory. We respond to a person with the intention to hurt them just as much as they hurt us. We respond to the person in anger, sometimes even with harsh words. We may be overly defensive and remain guarded. We also, most of the times, do not understand or recognize how our behavior contributed to the conflict. We may devise plans to retaliate. We quickly reveal the faults in the other person. And we may secretly even wish the other person harm. How does hurting others come up in our lives with God and our walk with him? We may be unable to extend grace, love, and mercy to the offender. We may request God to interject on our behalf, wishing to harm the other person. Or plead that God fights our battles. I think I shared that a couple times already. We also lash out at others in our church community. We sometimes do not recognize the areas of our lives where God has called us to mature and to take responsibility for our actions. We may blame church leaders for their inability to see the conflict in our lives and around us. We also may stop being vulnerable and assume others will hurt us in the same manner. These are all characteristics of hurting those who hurt us. And I would tell you that I actually experienced uh, interacting with someone and seeing this level of treatment with a friend of mine. I'll tell you when I was younger, I did. I love watching the divorce court. You go up there, you just look at the reenactments. And even though the acting was kind of bad, but the storylines were catchy. They brought you, they pulled you in. It was great entertainment. Even though I thought that was fun to watch, my perspective changed when I was in middle school and I saw my own friend's parents go through divorce. I was like, whoo, 
what in the world? In this particular situation, the divorce came as a surprise. I was at my friend's place having dinner with them, and it was during a time where her mother was just diagnosed with breast cancer. Throughout the period, we would see her dad kind of act a little odd, but we kind of just also thought that he was just stressed. He didn't know how to deal with taking care of his wife in this capacity because it was a new world, you know, the pain and can I support her? So, so that was kind of understandable. But this particular time when I came over for dinner, they're uh, having our general chit-chat and eating. The dad did something odd. And he said, Mayor, it, it's time for you to leave. I was like, what? I was like, huh? What I didn't realize what had happened while we were eating was that he had told his wife that he wanted to talk to her and he gave her an envelope with some information in it. But he told her, he said, hey, you know, don't open it up until after dinner. But of course, us being curious people, you're like, how you gonna give me something and tell me not to look at it? She opened it up. While we were there, she just started crying. And immediately when she started crying, he was like, girl, you got to go. I was like, what? But she was crying because in the letter, it was divorce papers. The dad was giving her divorce papers. He was like, what? The woman just started with breast cancer and the dad giving her divorce papers. At the time, I didn't know that the divorce papers was in there. I just know that she was crying and he told me to leave. So I got up and left. And then the next day, I was waiting for my friend to show up so I can ask her, like, what in the world? What just happened? She didn't show up the next day and she didn't show up the following day. Three days later, she finally made it back to school. Of course, as soon as I saw her, I, I ran over like, girl, what's going on? And she told me, she was like, man, you know, my parents are getting divorced. She stated that after I left the house, that her dad started yelling and accusing his mom, her mom of only wanting money and that she really didn't love him. She told me at the same time that he kicked her out of the house, kicked both of them out the house. They had to take whatever they could and moved in with the grandparents. She was like, she just felt like he was just holding everything ransom. Like, this mine. I was just, ooh. When she was telling me all this, I was just speechless. I didn't know how to respond to that. And all I could think was, man, what happened for him to be so spiteful and want to hurt him like that? Like, what happened to the loving family that I'll come over, have my dinner with, and enjoy having chit-chat time as a family? Well, as I share this story, I think you're kind of getting used to the idea that if I share a story, I'm going to tell you some Bible. So I'm not going to disappoint you. Here's a story. I'm going to tell you some Bible. In this particular situation, you know, how do people in the Bible respond for being hurt? What happens when things ain't working out? And I'm going to go to a deep story in the Bible. I mean, it really does encapsulate this to a T. And so work with me. Get get ready for it. I want to talk about Judas and Jesus' relationship. In John 12, John notes that Jesus was anointed by oil for his forthcoming burial. In response to Jesus' anointing, Judas asked, Why? Was the oil not used to and sold for a profit? 
he then jesus says hey we know you a thief man we know you've been helping out in the money bag let me rephrase not jesus i got my james mixed up it was john john made the statement hey i know judas is a thief he'd be helping himself out in the money bag in other gospels as well it reveals that as soon after jesus anointing judas left he bargained with the pharisees for money to turn him over some most like my logical conclusion would be that judas was motivated by money and and that's why he just uh, betrayed jesus another reason could be that he was dissatisfied with jesus missionary work meaning hey why everybody looking at jesus not looking at me mm-hmm. but what was whatever was going on with judas it forced him to respond to his hurt by retaliating and wanting to hurt jesus in return simply it was hurt gone wrong the gospels also tell us that satan prompted or entered judas once this happened he went and he betrayed jesus i'm highlighting this because i want you to consider for a moment that sometimes when we respond by hurting those who hurt us we are filled with satan lies we be lying to us and the consequences of that that we turn around and hurt other people when i think about my friend's dad i can only imagine the lies that he told himself he must have thought that he was better off without his family or his wife deserved to be treated so poorly because she didn't really love him all these lies fueled his head just like with judas filled with lies and i can only assume that judas probably didn't think that his actions would lead to jesus death this is my my thought process i'm thinking that he probably just thought that they would kind of like pump their chest up at jesus and say okay you just arrest him and you will let him go once he was freed judas could say hey i taught jesus a lesson he needed to be put in his place i tell you guys when we retaliate sometimes i'll be honest sometimes we just try and teach the other person a lesson most likely that lesson is you need to value me i deserve to be treated better i want you to understand what i just went through Ooh, how many times have i done that one but in our retaliation in us hurting them just like they hurt us sometimes we don't fully grasp the intent or the magnitude of the pain that they're about to experience i say this because for my friend's dad his thought process was you don't love me i'm gonna treat you like this i'm gonna hurt you but he didn't realize the long-term effects that he had on his daughter for his daughter she thought that she was abandoned and rejected by her father he was clueless he was clueless by the lifelong hurt that he placed on his daughter because of his interactions with his wife unlike my friend's dad judas he did eventually realize the full impact of his actions he became remorse to the point that he committed suicide 
Judas' response to hurt cost him and Jesus their lives. Let's look at Jesus' response to Judas, though. During the Passover meal, Jesus was deeply distressed because he knew Judas, Judas was about to betray him. He's Jay's getting to me. I'm going to get him out. You know, Jesus vocalized that, man, you're about to betray me. In his vocalization, he didn't lash out or insult Judas. In fact, the other disciples were so clueless to who was really going to betray him because Jesus still exemplified and gave love to Judas. Jesus, he was really just being righteous. Even though he knew this hurt was coming, he still was able to interact with Judas in a way that was loving and righteous. To the point that Judas even kissed him. And, what, and how did Jesus respond? He called him friend. Can you imagine? I'm being betrayed by a kiss and I'm still going to call you friend. Whew. Jesus is the man. But I bring this up because even though Jesus was hurt, he didn't lash out or harm Judas. Instead, we see Jesus extending grace, love, and mercy. He honestly... He distinguished hostility by just responding humbly. Ooh, that's not a tough one. As I shared this with Jesus, Judas, my friend, parents, there's always a way that we can respond in dealing with hurt. Unfortunately, when we're consumed with hurting those who hurt us, we're not fully aware of how much that retaliation does more harm. As I reflect over these things, th this is the call for all of us. And even when I have my moments, if I want to retaliate, like I have to wrestle and work and check myself and remember who Jesus is and take on his example so that I'm not causing more harm. Yes, this is hard. I ain't gonna lie. This is hard. But as we wrestle with what is hard and what is good, there's a couple of things I, I do want to leave you with. A is we're going to get hurt, y'all. That's just the reality. People are going to hurt us. <sighs> I wish it wasn't, but unfortunately, that's just the truth. But in that hurt, we do have a choice in how we respond. We can retaliate and hurt more, or we can be clothed with Jesus, be clothed with grace, mercy, move on out the way, and allow God to work with that person. As I shared before, hey, we want to hear from you. Feel free to go to ahealingpeace.com, share your thoughts. And while you're there, please pick up the companion workbook to this lesson. It's a great time to just be infused with some good Bible scriptures and being able to journal your thoughts. Those things are very helpful as we move beyond our emotional hurt. See you next time. This concludes our podcast. Please go to ahealingpeace.com for the workbook and to leave us feedback. 
Don't forget to write us a podcast review. Send that email to free at a healing piece.com.